0: And welcome to the Phineas Club. Welcome back to the Tales of Fatherhood. This is the third such episode that we we have done, well, that we're doing. We're doing the third one. The second one was before and the first one before that. We'll talk about it. My name is Patrick Beja. We're going to be talking about uh, children, small children, and uh, the challenges that they bring, and maybe a little bit about older children as well. Bruce is here with me because he also has children like me. How's it going, <laughs> Bruce? Are you surviving Hi,
1: that state um, <laughs> of
0: being a dad?
1: <laughs> As we were discussing earlier, uh, kids are currently on holiday, so you may hear them in the background. Um, uh, yeah, I'm surviving. Yeah. Uh, the job <laughs> has changed, the job description's <laughs> changed, uh, but it's still, uh, still a challenge.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what people keep. Telling me. Um, so usually on this show, this is the Philias Club. What we usually do is that we get people from different parts of the country, the, the different countries, the the big world country that we all live on, and uh, we get to talk about the news and get their opinions and uh, views on some of the different things that have been happening in the world. We often do specials though, where we focus on one topic. And sometimes we do uh, multiple, you know, episodes on a specific topic to see how it evolves. It's happened for the now world-famous Brexit saga, where uh, we've been following the Brexit for, I guess, Three years, something like that. Every few months, we come back and we talk about it. Bruce is yeah. part of that one, uh, much to his dismay. And uh, we are now turning this, I guess, when you do three episodes, it's a series as well, for fatherhood. And uh, to have an a avenue to talk about how we feel about children, about our children, how it works out for us, having little monsters running around all the time. The first one we did was a few months, I would say, uh, it was eight months after my uh, first child was born. That was in September 2018, all the way back in September. Um, And and the second one was earlier this year, actually, uh, before my daughter was born uh, in uh, 2021. So in February 2021. And so First one was shell shock for me, I guess, uh, still trying to make sense of what had happened and how my life had been upended. And uh, the second one in February, you can, you know, go search for uh, Tales of Fatherhood episode if you want. It's 113 and 166 for the first two The second one was, you know, when I started getting a grip on the situation, my son was three years old at that point, and uh, my daughter was about to be born, a couple of months before my daughter was born. Uh, We had on those two uh, Martin from Japan at some point, Uh, Turkey also joined us for the second episode. Today, though, it's just Bruce and myself, and uh, I guess we're... Kicking it into another gear because we have multiple children. Uh, Turkey and Martin, as far as I know, uh, still only have one, so they're like they're they're not part of our club of the real hardcore father, the hardcore fathers. Um, but uh, no, I, I mean obviously that they, they they will be back on on the tales of fatherhood series at some point. I'm sure before they even have two children. That's not a requirement. One is enough and that applies to so many
1: things. Uh, we are the when, stupid, stupid the one stupid enough to not have got a vasectomy after the first. <laughs> oh, it's coming for me. Better
0: believe that uh, yep. there won't be a third one. Um just a quick mention that uh this show is supported by its patrons at patreon.com slash the club, and I am forever thankful that those wonderful people allow me to make a living out of talking about my children on the internet. <laughs> I do other <laughs> things too, but um this is a true like a real blessing <clears throat> bit like uh, fatherhood, one might say. I- I'm going to clarify the fact that I'm happy to be a dad in just a minute. But first, I'm really happy to have patrons that support this show. And uh, I would like to thank each and every one of them for their hardened cash that they decide to throw my way. So thank you very much to all of you. And I love you dearly. Again, kind of like my children. I feel, Bruce, before we even get into this, like, I should clarify that I love my children because <laughs> I, I don't know if that sounds familiar, but talking about them, I think people might get the sense that I actually don't. Um, and, and I think it's a good starting point to explain. Uh, they are adorable. They're lovely. I love them dearly. Um, I could not imagine life without them. Uh, they're, you know, the, the, the most important thing in my life uh, along with their mother. And that kind of goes without saying, do you, mm-hmm. do, do you get a, like I, a I, I, kind I, of a
1: feeling of why, you know, <laughs> can, similar, like familiar that? feeling? <laughs> can I just, yes, <laughs> I think I said that on an episode previously, and, and I'll mirror that, um, sentiment exactly now i mean not your. of course i like your children i've never met them <laughs> but i mean for my children i'm sure your children are wonderful um although i still maintain my kids were cuter than yours when they were younger but yeah. uh, it's okay everyone's <laughs> entitled
0: to their wrong opinion it's fine
1: i'm sure we've said the exact same things you know twice i'm already. sure we have i i patrick i forget what i've said three minutes ago so uh, i just this is after the second one, you understand why now yes, absolutely <laughs> and and you know
0: that's I think where I want to start um, the the fact that so there are a couple of things, and I think maybe I mentioned this in the previous episodes, but i'm not you know I'm sure some people have not heard the the, the previous ones, and maybe some people have forgotten uh, as you do and as I do uh, have forgotten what happened yesterday, so you know let alone an ep- uh, podcast from months ago or years ago. Um, It is kind of crazy that you can hold in your heart two sentiments which are so opposed and yet so true at the same time. I mourn my life from before and I dread a lot of my daily life because it's really hard to take care of children and will talk about this more in a second but it is like it it is actively making my life less enjoyable and that might sound harsh but we've said harsh things in on the show about children before so i feel you know like this is something that people rarely talk about but it is true at least for some of us it is making you Miserable, especially when they're very young, I believe, maybe you'll tell me you know i'm I'm being naive and thinking it will get better, but especially when they're very young and when there's two of them, it is it eats up your life completely, and that is not like just a oh you you don't have time anymore, but like you don't have time for yourself anymore, and you 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 aren't yourself anymore, and that can be at least for me it is I won't speak for everyone it's really hard. It's really hard to find yourself in a situation where you're beholden to things that you can't control. And depending on whether your children are, quote, quote unquote, easy or hard, um, it might be really, really difficult. And at the same time, you have this infinite adoration for the, the cause of your, you know, despair. <laughs> and, and... um you are so happy that they're a part of your life and they they it's like beyond your control as well your your you know biology evolution you love your children otherwise we wouldn't be here but you are completely in love with those little creatures and everything they do is adorable and those two feelings of dread and love are absolutely existing at the same time in your heart and in your in your mind it's weird but it's definitely both are very strong and so it's it's a bit strange but um yeah does it get better or or? Uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can... yes thank you bruce thank you changes, um, the show. um i think
1: i think i think you you do get more time to yourself i think you 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 probably realize that with your with your first mm-hmm. um, uh, um i'm actually writing this down infinite adoration for the cause of your despair <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's one of the best explanations um, I've I've heard in a long time for being a. Parent. I'll I'll, I'll uh, work it into the title somehow. Um, it, it, yes, it, things change, and and I'm telling you exactly what I've been told. And uh, I, I also think while we were talking, while we're talking about things improving, one of the things that I've come to realise over the past two years, well 18 months or however long COVID's been, and since I've been forced to work at home, and I think this is something that you would have uniquely have felt before, is is working at home constantly, which I am doing now and have done for the past year, is makes it a little more difficult (laughs) because you don't get that time away. You don't get that time to yourself. I actually used to look forward to the drive into work, being at work, being around adults and, and other people. And it's harder you don't get when, too. well, yeah. And I don't think you, I don't know. I don't know what your arrangements are either, but I think your way of life would mean that you're involved almost constantly. And, yeah. and it's difficult. Well, for it's me, difficult. It's, al- it's always COVID. It's co- yeah. co- COVID <laughs> all the time. I'm just, you
0: know, I live in COVID world. Which is why, you know, it's not so different for me. It hasn't been so different mm-hmm. for the past two years. Um, although uh, having him at home all, all the time as well, that was, that was
1: special. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing when you, when, you, when you find yourself looking forward to the last time you ever have to wipe their butts. <laughs> I'm almost there, there. I think, almost for for one of them. Yeah, almost there. It it depends. You know, different children uh, at different rates. But when you've got both of them out of that stage, you feel like there's a sense of freedom (laughs) that you haven't had for years. (laughs) And and that's the thing. (laughs) No, go ahead, go ahead. It it sounds so stupid when I say it, but I remember that being a big turning point for me. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. I I don't have to be... Responsible for shits anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is a
1: big thing. It is
0: a big a big uh, moment. And I think so uh I'm taking off my sweater, it's too warm. Um, I think there are two main you know areas that I want to cover. Um and, and that is actually one of them, kind of related to one of them. Um the the f- how much more difficult it is to have two children than one Mm -hmm. and the easy versus difficult child uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. The first part I think is, so I'll sum it up that way. Mm -hmm. Before my daughter was born, I thought it was really hard to have one child. And now I look back on those times very fondly thinking, I wish I could go back there, meaning, you know, time-wise. I wish I had as much time as I did back then. And I had so much free time. It was so easy to take care of my my son. And now when we have, you know, with my wife, um, one of them, if if we have both of them in the house and we're both there or one of us is there, we're responsible for both. Obviously, it's very hard, but if one is away with one child and we only have one kid to take care of, it's so easy it's mm-hmm. so easy and my god it's it 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 is definitely much more time consuming um to have two it's not like twice as much it's or maybe tech, you know factually it is, but it feels like it's ten times as much i I still have t- had time to. Do things when I had one child. Now I don't have time to exist, kind of. Or you know, literally, the, I work all day, of course, as most people do, and my time to 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 do something that isn't work or, or children is between eight and ten p.m. most days, and that's it. And that yep. includes like food and and I think that's something everyone knows. Oh you know, having small children is the busiest time of your life, and you kind of mention it in society as a as a a an like inconsequential truth, and just like having one kid changes your view on all of this shit so I'm gonna curse on this episode. I have to like let out some frustration um just a little bit uh just like having one child changes your perception of that having two makes you understand holy crap that it is true like it is the time of your life when you will have the least you will be the busiest you'll have the least amount of not just free time but but free headspace you don't have the intellectual bandwidth to do anything i can tell you i have to like force myself to do podcasts every week otherwise i don't eat if i didn't need it to eat i would just like be staring at my computer screen all day in in a
1: daze um so you you have mm. two do you also feel the same yeah i, I feel like when, when the second was born it was a very very different ball game um and i guess this is something we'll get onto later but they were they were, they were so different too um and i I've probably said this before, but you think you've got it na- nailed with the first one, you think, oh well, I know I' know what children on The second one comes along and doesn't react the same way wants different things has different needs. so while you're still reeling from the first uh the second <laughs> is exponential, it really really is exponential you you're kind of feeling like you do have no space, brain bandwidth, emotional bandwidth um it's it's very difficult uh i don't understand i don't know how people with three or four uh i've heard that it's not as big a jump one to two is the biggest jump i I think
0: what's the opposite of of logarithmic it's like it (laughs) it evens out it's uh diminishing returns or something
1: it's from there it's sort of a a very curved graph but um I, I feel the same. Uh, um, you 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 have all this time to yourself that you don't realize you have, and then bedtime's become the most sacred things in the world because you know that hour or half an hour you get afterwards. So <laughs> only quite time you're going to get. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's it's I, I feel for you because that that first year um, is a is not an easy one. Um, that first year of of having two, um we managed it i guess for me i was quite lucky because the second was very attached to uh their other parent and it i kind of left me with with the eldest Mm. a lot and i'd have to say you know he was a lot easier uh in that i could take him out for walks and he was quite uh they're a lot more like I've said before they've they're a lot more interactive. i'm gonna stop saying like I've said before because I think people <laughs> will realize that um they're a lot more interactive, and once the second and the first start interacting with each other properly. It's difficult to, yeah, well, well, I'd say bronze <laughs> <laughs> golden takes <a> <laughs> it takes a while, it takes a while, but yeah, you start, you start getting a bit of respite because they, they start to entertain each other and you're like, okay, um, yeah. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, where you are now, you're in the, you're <laughs> in the depths, in the deep, you're going to have in the tunnel. Um, yeah, yeah, you're in the abyss. You're gonna have a, a thing of water coming up and staring at you in the face. So you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know
0: so. she's how how much older is your is your eldest? Uh
1: eighteen months.
0: Eighteen so months. Oh close. wow. Oh, okay, yeah. that's
1: really close. Yeah. We did that on purpose. We wanted to get it all out the way as quickly as possible. Yeah.
0: I, I don't um, know what's what's better, but uh I, 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 I don't think <laughs>
1: There's no, uh, so
0: mine um, is three years, a little bit over three years older uh, than the second one. And the second one is now six months old. So I guess we're kind of halfway through the the journey, because as you said, most people say the first year is really difficult, is the most difficult and and things start evening out. The the situation we're in here in Finland, which I think I've talked about uh, before, is that in in France you get uh, daycare really from the beginning like mothers get usually three to four months of they usually take three to four months of maternity leave fathers take very little which is you know not good at all but that's how it is in Finland mothers get uh, about a year most mothers will take about a year of time off which means there is no st- infrastructure for daycare for children that are under really nine months old it just doesn't work they don't have the I mean technically they're obliged to take your child if if you tell them you have to go back to work I mean daycare Um, but most of them don't have the infrastructure and it's kind of not really regarded uh, as something people do you have to uh, stay home for at least nine months, I would say. So that's what we're doing uh, with our daughter, She, and that's what we did with our son. But with our son, my uh, wife has had to start working again after a few months, so we had to juggle the kid between the two of us with our full-time jobs and other issues I'll, I'll get to in a little bit. Um, but here, she is in the Finnish system. There are a variety of... of different reasons but she's in the finished system so she does get maternity leave for the full duration uh she's not loving it she doesn't love maternity leave um as you said like the lack of interaction of babies is (laughs) not super fun um but we're we're getting to like she's six months old now and in january she'll be at daycare um and so we're kind of two-thirds through our our journey of having her at home and being kind of dedicated to her all the time at least for for my wife and um and the fact that we waited for three years before having the second one meant that the the first one was starting to be more manageable and and we were getting kind of we were starting to breathe and uh and just as we were starting to breathe, it was like god starting again with the with all the the diapers and the you know digestion issues and all that bs um
1: so he, yeah Sorry, you're saying you planned three years did you actually plan that or was cuz you after the first one i'm pretty sure you said no more never again
0: yeah i think after the first one i I, I knew that's the way I felt at the moment, but I knew there was a possibility because we we discussed it and we said ideally we'd want two. Um,
1: okay. Yeah, okay, so yeah.
0: we actually did plan and we thought, you know, what's the longest we can wait so that the first one is more manageable, but they're still mm-hmm. they can still relate. Um, and three years felt like a little bit too much, but you know, still doable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so yeah, yeah, it it was planned. Um, not exactly specifically three years, but, uh, yeah, around that, that, uh, I, I'm telling you though, now we're done. We have had our two children. We have a boy and a girl. There is literally no reason to have a third one. None. Uh, and it, it is like both my wife and I agree. It is not happening. We're very happy with our adorable children. They will not have a little sister or brother. They'll, they'll have to entertain each other because they won't have another option. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, is actually definite. Um,
1: so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. Before, um, before the second was born, uh, we had a, a, a sex scan done and um, found out that we were going to have a second boy. And we, we thought, well, okay, we're going to go on and have a third <laughs> um, sort of made that decision. And just like you within within two, three months we said, Nope, nope, that's it. Two boys. Because <laughs> you know, we both wanted to have a have a girl. Um I come from a family of all boys and yeah, uh, so so we, we oh, yeah, we wanted to, but yeah, it was it was exactly almost exactly the same. There was no way, we're not having a third. Um and that's it. <laughs> so You know, uh, it's yeah, it... <laughs> It's funny,
0: before before our son was born, um, we thought it was, like, I, it took us a significant amount of our, like, thinking about the child, whether it would be a boy or a girl, and it really mattered to us, and it was, like, something important. Um, for the second one, turned out she's a girl, but <laughs> it really didn't matter as much, you know? It mm-hmm. felt like, well, you know, it's going to be another baby, and whatever... He or she is it's going to be great, and it turns mm-hmm. out it's a girl, you know that's that's nice, I think it's kind of fun to have both experiences, probably, but it doesn't like it's like a footnote. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter all that much, um, mm-hmm. and that's a real change between the first and the second one,
1: yeah. I think related to that, I've got. I'm, we're very similar in that. With the first, the first year, we took so many photos. Yeah, I know it's a meme, oh but God, we yes. took so many photos. We made a first year of your life v- uh, video. Uh, Me too. For, for, Me for too. Like the,
0: the <laughs> one second every day yeah. thing. And, yeah,
1: yeah, it wasn't one second every day, but it was. You know, it was something close. And we, yeah. you know, first birthday and pictures and the second <laughs> one. Poor kid. He's got very little <laughs> documented. <laughs> because we just couldn't be fucked sorry but <laughs> as has been established that's fine okay. um so yeah it, it, it's it's a very different beast emotionally you don't love them any less def- definitely not uh, but um, but yeah the the attention to detail i think disappears yeah. and the worry over certain small things also goes oh, you're yes. not you're not suddenly there's a cough in the middle of the night or there's a, a you know stuffy nose you're, ah, you'll get over it you'll
0: be fine. <laughs> the thing you know the thing you you asked is uh, is there blood?
1: No, okay, you're fine, and that applies to <laughs> the first one as well. You know, my, my kids are sick of me asking. Do you need to go to the hospital? No, Why, you're fine.
0: <laughs> it's really. Yeah, and and the the photos thing. I have to actively force myself and remind my, myself to take pictures of yeah. our daughter. And I do, you know, I I I mm-hmm. take uh, quite a few, but certainly not as much as with the first one. And I think that's normal, but I think mm-hmm. I I what I have to do is take enough that it won't be weird that, you know, there aren't if, if, if you don't count them, it's like, okay, my life is still documented, you know, week by week, month by month. Um, mm-hmm. And so you kind of fudge it and they can't tell the difference. Um,
1: You'll thank yourself later when you, if you do. Um, I I'm know it doesn't again. sound silly, but yeah. at least do something.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, this, is, this was the first thing I wanted to talk about, the, the difficulty of having two children. The second thing I really want to address is something that, again, people who have listened to the episodes before, the previous ones will, will be familiar with, is the difficulty of having a difficult child. And with my son, um, it felt like my son was a difficult child. Not, you know, the the worst child in history, but for the first year like the first 6 months he would cry nonstop all the time and we went to all the doctors we saw everyone and we tried everything you know the different foods the the massages the everything and all the doctors were telling us oh your your son is in great shape he, you're doing a great job keep going and we were completely destroyed because he was crying all the time and for Again, people who don't have children, if you're listening, if you're still listening, you have no idea what kind of torture a baby crying can become. Liter- you, you cannot know. I'm telling you, you're trying to internalize it, but you don't know. It is, It is terrorism in the purest sense of the term. <laughs> it induces terror. It's horrifying. And our son was crying all day every day like i'm not exaggerating i'm barely exaggerating when i'm saying all day it was multiple hours a day and we didn't know why um and it got easier with you know in the first year and then second year but he's still a really difficult child again i think there are more difficult children. I've seen children that are very agitated, that run around all the time, that never stop. I I often joke that my son is like the the secret to infinite energy. You put two calories in and 15,000 come out. And the more tired he is, the more he's running around. And I know that's how children work. He is on the upper end of the activity chart. He's always running, always clapping his hands, always uh rolling around on the floor, always talking nonstop, not just talking a, a lot, nonstop and talking really loud and throwing things around and again, like when he's when we tell him to stop, he usually stops but he starts again he's not like a, a crazy child that's completely uncontrollable but he's just has so much energy in him that he has to let it out and to get his attention you get his attention and then he stops he goes outside now uh, uh, in the other room to play stuff um but he is a really difficult child and it induces stress on you Because any time you spend time with him in the house, that's the the, the other thing. And when we go out of the house, he's fine. He's occupied. He's busy. He's interested. When we're in the house, it's when the things become difficult. And when you're in the house, it is extremely stressful. Every minute spent with him, maybe that's inaccurate, not every minute, but most of the time spent with him is stress-inducing. And you often have to restrain yourself to not scream at him to get his attention or to get him to stop something, which is either, not if I say annoying, it's not an accurate description of what it is. Like, it's something that is driving you crazy or that is dangerous. And you can't restrain yourself all the time. Sometimes I, you know, I slip and I I yell at him. Um, And then he Mm -hmm. kind of pays attention. And then he sometimes gets very sad because his dad screamed at him for no reason, which is I mean, not the kind of thing I want to do. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to paint a picture of the difficulty of that child. I don't know if that fits with a picture
1: of one of your two children, or um, if that I sounds
0: think, foreign. But. Um, I think that, uh,
1: I would say that's, we we haven't. I haven't had that experience uh, okay. to that extent. Uh, I wouldn't say. I think that, you know there were other issues, but not not to the extent you're describing. There, no, no. Uh, so I have examples of children
0: that are worse. So I don't. My description is making it seem like, or that worse, so I don't know how it is at home. I, my description mm-hmm. is making it seem like he's some kind of lunatic, which might be a little bit accurate, but he's still. You can manage yeah. him. It's it's just uh, uh, he's a lot of work. He is a, he requires a lot of work, attention, and dedication all the time you're spending with him. I, I think that's the best way to describe to describe it. You okay. need to be very focused on him, uh, whether he's playing by himself or not, to make sure that you're channeling him into, you know, either not being a He's not even really a danger to himself. It's just not to to mm. not make him let him go wild on your life, I guess. Um, okay. So that's that's my son, and the other side of that coin. And I don't know if they're related. I think they're probably not, or I don't know. Maybe they are. Um, he he was very early in everything he did. Um, he mm-hmm. started like he's not, you know, genius. Uh, some kind of a child genius or anything like that but he's just really early like everything he started crawling early he started getting teeth early he started walking early he started talking early very early like this summer because of covid we had we hadn't met a lot of people and we don't have any point of reference but this summer we Went out and met people and he was in the bus, talked with the bus driver and everything. <laughs> and everyone's telling us, you know, even at, at the daycare and everywhere, everyone's telling us, you know, he speaks really well. Like he his speech ability is uncanny. Um, many people have told us he speaks like a six-year-old when he was three and a half okay. back in the summer. Like he speaks with a six like a six-year-old. He makes his vocabulary is very rich. He makes very complex sentences. He explains stuff. like, And he's three and a half, and we tend to forget how little he is because he speaks so well, which might be contributing to his stress, which, which contributes to our stress. I'm not saying we're handling everything well, by the way. I, we might very well be making yeah. a lot of mistakes. I guess that's a lot of parents. but um, he, he's So the point is he's really early for a lot of that. Um, he speaks Swedish- exceedingly well. He speaks French pretty well. Uh, Again, that's not uncommon for for children. I I think at three and a half, it is uncommon. Um, And all of that makes him like this child of ours. And then comes along our daughter. And our daughter is... For the first two months, I think I've mentioned it on the show maybe and definitely on on Twitter and elsewhere. Um, So the first two months, I was kind of in the pit of despair because she had really bad digestion problems and she was crying all the time as well, like my son. And, And before she was born, we were like, okay, you know, first one had this weird thing. We never figured it out. We don't know what happened. But he's in great health. He's very, uh, um, you know, happy. He's, we say in French, épanoui. Like, he's he's a happy kid. Like, he's got no problem at all. Uh, but he had this really difficult aspect to him in his difficult first year. The second one, there's no reason to think that she would have this issue of crying all the time as well. It will be fine. First two months... Like the first 10 days are always easy because they don't even realize they're out of the womb. But after that, you have a switch that happens. And if things are difficult, they become really difficult and they cry a lot. And she started doing that. And I was, oh my God, I thought it was going to be everything the same again. And I could, I I thought I couldn't handle it. You know, it was like without... Kid, Even by today's standards, which I've been complaining about for, you know, my, my life today, for the past half an hour, it seems like, or three hours, it seems like, um, it's easier than having one child back then, than having this in the first six months or year with that kid that was crying all the time. And I thought it was going to be the same. Long story short, thankfully, at about the two and a half months, three months mark, her digestion got into uh, got under control and she started crying less and then a lot less. And then only when she actually had like a wet diaper or she was hungry or she was crying. And that's where, or she was tired. That's where we're at now. She's not just a normal baby. She is, I think, an easy baby. Like a very easy baby um she's happy hanging out on her playmat for like half an hour sometimes more um mm-hmm. she cries she lets us know what's happening when she has a wet diaper she'll cry a little bit and we figure it out when she's hungry same thing when she's tired same thing she smiles all the time like when when you show up and you look at her and you 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 do a little smile she will <laughs> give you the biggest grin you can imagine and genuine rays of joy and happiness will emanate from her face and she looks at you and you know that you're the cause for this happiness it is magical like and th- this is what the experience of taking care of her feels like on the, you know, moment-to-moment basis. It's still having to take care of a baby that does nothing but, you know, literally shit and eat. Um, And that can be taxing intellectually for some people who aren't built for it. I think neither my wife or I are built for it. But the general, like, attitude of that child is so the polar opposite of our son it is crazy. It's uncanny, um, and of course, it might change. You know, she's only now six months old. Maybe it's going to change down the line, and it's going to get more difficult. Or, but at this point, I, I, I kind of have two competing feelings, um, in my, in my head again. Very different from the first ones I described. Um, first, it kind of confirms. That our son, which we had again no point of reference for to evaluate whether he was easy or, or hard, we got we had a feeling obviously that he was a difficult child, but in some ways he's very easy. In other ways, but in in those ways he, he was hard. But we didn't really know. Now we have an easy child, and we know what it is, and so it's the confirmation that we're not crazy. Kind of our son. Uh-huh is indeed, you know, on the difficult end of the children difficulty scale. <laughs> um, and, and that's like kind of reassuring in a way. We're like, okay, we're not insane. We're not horrible parents that didn't, man- or maybe we are, because we didn't manage to, 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 to uh, you know, ch- channel him properly or something. But, and, and so that's the first thing. We're not insane. He is more difficult than average children. The other mm-hmm. thing is, now that we know what an easy child is like, and again, even today, there are moments where it's, it's difficult. You know, There are those moments where she wakes up in the night and you're tired and it's the second time or third time that something wakes you up and you're, you're exhausted and you, you have to feed her, but you don't want to feed her because she shouldn't be eating at night anymore. She's big enough. But still, everyone's crying. The the, the little one woke up, and now he woke up the other one. And so there are moments that are difficult. But Mm -hmm. my message there is not, it's not a message, it's a realization of a truth I suspected. Everyone says, oh, yeah, children are difficult. And some people say, oh, yeah, you know, children are difficult, but, you know, it's also, it's also so much joy. And, and, and you have some <laughs> difficult moments, but I really love being a parent. And, or maybe I shouldn't get the loving being a parent into this discussion because maybe it's a different conversation. But you have a lot of people who say, yeah, yeah, it's difficult, but, you know, it's so much joy and so much. ah, uh, uh, it's, it's great. Those people... They got the easy children. I can, like, I do not want to hear anyone answering someone who says, I fucking hate having children in a burst of, you know, of, of, of frustration release. I don't want anyone to, to hear anyone saying, oh, yeah, you know, it is difficult. Because if that's what your reaction is, you have no idea what that person went through. Honestly, it is incomparable and i've spoken to a lot of people who have had really hard experiences with their difficult children and and i've spoken to a lot of people who are in that like mellow uh it's difficult but you know you make you you make an effort and and i'm sure those people also have the waking up at night and the but there's like it's like The people who never had children, you realize what having children is when you have one. It's the same thing with easy and difficult children. You don't know what a difficult child does unless you've had one. And that's, you know, now I have both experiences. And I adore both for, you know, different reasons, many reasons, all the reasons. But it's not the same.
1: no. Uh, I'd agree with you there. And I think uh, one of the things that's just human nature is that (laughs) we're all, we're all judging ourselves and each other. And uh, it becomes a competition to be, you know, who's got the most difficult child, who's got the most gifted child, who's got the, uh, you know, my child was walking at 10 months, you know, my, my, my eldest was walking at 10 months. Well, Look at me. I'm, I'm an amazing parent. Hey, Bruce. Uh, simple...
0: <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah. my, my son was walking at uh, nine months. Uh, well, nine months and 32 <laughs> days, I <a> bet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my, my, oh, one thing I, I forgot to say my daughter seems to be either on the normal end of things or a little bit late in her, you know, yeah. those kind of things. And,
1: you know, it's not. I Apparently, love them Apparently, that's okay. That happens with the second. Um, oh really because you take care of them less <laughs> well I, I i don't know why maybe they i don't know uh, yeah. i could be i could be completely wrong but that's what what we were told although in saying that there's lots of myths about parenting out there yeah. um and it just strikes me at how when you're talking about it, it it hits a nerve with me because i think for the first one we had him it was quite easy to begin with um you know baby and and he was always quite happy just to sit and play by himself and very um softly spoken uh and you know for, for very very lovely happy child he's he's got issues now at school he's only in half a day uh most days um and you know we have we're getting assessments made and it's not the most difficult thing in the world he, you know he's not he's not i don't think at a at a level that's going to be super challenging, but you know, with words like autism and ADHD are being thrown around, mm. and that's fine. Um, and he's quite high functioning, so it's fine. But there are moments when when things happen. So while it was easy he? at one stage, uh, he's turning nine in a couple okay. couple of couple of, uh, couple of months. So uh, you know, he's been at school now for he's in year four, I think. Um, and his brother's in a year, two or three, um, as a year below. Um, but it's a very different experience. And it was very funny when the eldest first went to school. Um, there was an assumption at the school, or I feel like there was an assumption that, you know what, maybe it's the parents, maybe we're doing things wrong. And that's why he's behaving the way he is. And it was only when our second went to school, and they saw how sort of normal he was, at least in it when it came to interacting with other kids and, um, and not needing things to be in a certain way, that they realized, oh, hold on, <laughs> mm. hold on, maybe, maybe it's not the parents. And I think that I think we need to look at ourselves and realize exactly what you're saying there. It's like, you know children are different you your first child i'm i'm not going to pull punches sounds like it was a complete fucking nightmare and <laughs> um <laughs> it really does and i and i feel for you and even the the first 2 months of the second one um you know, genuinely worried for you. I think you disappeared off the planet and uh anytime we did hear contact from you, it's not that, you know, we're not close buddies or anything, but, <laughs> but any time we did hear from you, you were like, you 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 it sounded like you wanted to murder um anyone you spoke to. So a little bit, yeah.
0: And and again, I'll I'll give context in this and fully admitting that I'm I'm aware that I'm not built to be a parent. And I'm sure some mm-hmm. people cope with this and deal with it a lot better than I than I do. But yeah, I, the first, the, when she was crying and there was baked in the fear that it would be like it was the first one. So yeah, it was, yeah.
1: I I, okay. I wonder though, if your, your admission that you're not built to be a parent makes you a better parent uh, because you're willing to learn uh, I mean, what the, to do.
0: The thing that reassures me and the only thing that kind of reassures me, um, to be honest, is that... I have to mention before I also say the other thing, they're both incredibly healthy. uh, And that is, I think, something that I can't forget. Like when I think of people with real problems, with real health issues, with children, which are so, plunge you in the depths of real despair. And, and, you know, that I am fully aware that this is the real, you know, the real challenge with a, a baby or a child, of course. So I'm completely yeah. aware of this. And I I thank, if the Lord exists, I, I thank him every day that my children are extremely healthy. And that is, again, very aware of this. But so the the only reason I think I've started thinking recently where maybe all of our worry and, and stress is we are doing okay is that whenever a nurse or a doctor or a teacher or anyone sees Mm. my son and now sees my daughter, they say, wow, they're, you know, they seem extremely happy. Like they're perfectly adjusted, very happy, very healthy. They're some of the healthy, like best adjusted children we've seen. You have nothing to worry about. And so, of course, you know, that's I'm sure in those situations that's what you say when the, the kid is uh not in danger and you're like, okay, it's fine, no problem, because that's your yeah. job at the healthcare facility to see if the, the kid is <laughs> is in some situation that might be a hazard for them. But it's still, you know, it's like, okay, well, whew, okay, the professionals are telling us they're they're doing good they're doing good. And uh so we're that's like but other than that, and, and before now I'm starting to relax a little bit about this, but before that I was certain I was doing a horrible job as a as a father, mm-hmm. like that I wasn't handling things properly, that he mm-hmm. was uh, uh, being, I don't want to say mistreated because that's not an accurate term, but like yeah. I felt incredibly guilty when I, I mismanaged any situation or now it's a little bit better. I still feel guilty all the time, but... Uh. <laughs>
1: a little bit less the self-doubt that comes with being a parent is real (laughs) it's 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 real um uh, and i think you you're definitely explaining that you 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 second guess everything. everything and i i'm i'm like you i i have to remind myself are they healthy yes are they happy you know, yes. Are they decent human beings? That's starting to become a a thing now. Yeah. You, you know, yes. I, I uh, we, worry we about have. that so much. By the way, <laughs> it, you know what? Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, we we have one rule in our house. Uh, it's basically, essentially, just be kind. But the the, the rule is, don't be a dick. <laughs> 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 that's it. That that's it. Mm-hmm. You know that that's that's all it is. Is just be kind to each other. And that's all that I could ever hope for with my kids. And I'm lucky in that academically, my both my boys, even though you know, eldest is in uh, only half a day, academically, he's well ahead of everyone else. Um, and um, you can't really be everything to your child all the time. You're going to have to admit that, okay, they've got some failings. It's not your fault. And if it is your fault, well it's not like every human in this planet had a perfect parent. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I can I can look at what my parents did and say, oh, well, you know, they did this wrong, they did that wrong. I've got all sorts of issues now that that I can relate back to my childhood uh, or, or not. But um, we're not expected to be perfect, although I think everyone thinks that we should, should I be. I think that the children
0: growing up and possibly until they have children of their own are resentful of of some (laughs) things that their parents were not even did, but were. And and I think when you have children, after a while, you realize everyone does the best they can, you know, that's, you'll do what you can and without breaking and, and, you know, you bend yourself to the limit of your ability without breaking yourself and you yeah. do the best you can. And hopefully that's enough or that's good. Um, hopefully it's not bad. But, the you know,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess the everyone does the best they can is the yeah. realization.
1: Uh, and I think one of the things that you realize as they get older is you have very you have increasingly less control and as they develop yeah. into being the people they are uh, uh, your your son's going to come home and run around and be a lunatic y- you can't chain him to the furniture or anything that's just who we he tried is. The, the authorities <laughs> told us we didn't
0: have we weren't authorized to do that unfortunately
1: <laughs> lock him in a padded room but yeah. no uh, you, can't, you know you can't do that and i think there'll be things as you As both of them grow up, um, I know for certain that's happened with me that they get ideas in their head, and you've got to let them run with it. You've got to sort of say, "Okay, this is this is with you now, and the responsibility of being a human being is with you because you are you are a human being." Mm -hmm. And yes, I can guide you and give you advice and uh, try to make your life easier. Um, Although in saying that, I think I think the fact that we're doing this podcast, and I think everyone who's who has come on this podcast is very, I wouldn't say unique, but there's a lot of parents in this world who don't care. Patrick, there's a lot of parents in this world who will kick their children out as soon as they turn 18. Um, oh i'm doing that very too little like <laughs> you
0: you you go do your military service and then you get an apartment
1: i don't want to hear you know uh, that's like, yeah. the thing in, in finland uh but but you know i always joke about it because we live near we live uh pretty much in a farm but well no not near a farm and um i i keep joking that they're old enough now to go out and uh and plow the fields and make some money <laughs> but i don't mean it um i think there's a lot of parents out there who just want the kids to go away. And um, there, there's a certain amount of compassion that's required. Um, and there are bad parents out there. There definitely are bad parents out there. And I don't think, I wouldn't say you are, I wouldn't say anyone who's a parent is, who's on, who's come onto this podcast have are because they're willing to talk about it and, and delve into the dark side of it. Um, so yeah, you know, child, children are people. So they're different. You've got you've got a brother, don't you? I do. You're you're not the same as him, I imagine. Um. We, we are extremely different in every possible way. Yes. Uh, um, and you've got to remember that with your kids, then they're, they're not going to be the same. They're yeah. different human beings. Um, they're little human beings. They're helpless a lot of the time, but but they're still human beings. So
0: it's funny. There's um, uh, you know, daycare. He's big enough now that he has friends, and there are. Uh, mm-hmm. enough children there. Now we we live in a very small village. So uh, the past years, there weren't a lot of children at daycare, but now there's like competition and jealousy. Uh. And like, <laughs> there's one that throws sands at people and one that doesn't want to play with the others. And, you know, and all of those little problems, which are going to turn into bigger problems as he, as he goes, grows older. Um, It's really, it's worrisome and cute. And, and at the same time you know when you're you're saying i i want them to grow into decent human beings it's like so wait a second like this kid threw sand at you but like did you say something before and he was like oh yeah i teased him before and i was like (laughs) don't what we told you don't don't like oh but the other kid was teasing someone as well and I'm like okay but uh, you know you shouldn't like how do you feel when when people tease you and he's like i don't like it and you're like well maybe the other you know and all of those things and you're like yeah <laughs> but what if he turns out to be like a a, a bad person like not yeah you know, like I mean, they're children. They're mean. That's how you learn empathy by being mean and seeing what happens and what happens when it's done to you. I understand that, but it's it's funny. I'll I'll end. Mm-hmm. I, I want to end mm-hmm. with with a with a story of what's been happening in the past couple of months with the with the big one, especially with my son. But um, I, I'll let you
1: say your piece before we close uh, we close off close things off. Uh- I th- I think it's the journey and everyone's journey is different. Um, my, my, my boys are developing into the human beings and I hope they turn out. Okay. Uh, I'm doing the best I can to direct them in the way they, they need to go. Is it difficult? Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> um, it's, it's super difficult because even now <laughs> yeah, we had to do, I had to wait Tell you to wait a bit because there was a, dispute just before you started the podcast because (laughs) they're they're on they're on a two week holidays called the tatty holidays here in scotland it's a it's traditionally a time where they used to go out and pick potatoes i think so there's a very strange two week holiday in the middle of uh october here and, and they're off school so finding things for them to do with the weather here and and they start fighting with each other because this person wants to use that and the other person, the other one wants to use that. And, you know, mediating and thinking, well, who's in the right? Yeah, well, actually, you're both being idiots or, (laughs) or actually, you know, it's difficult because sometimes you have to make a decision and make it look like, hold on, you're not, you know, favoring one or the other. Mm. And you've got two people here who've, it's the job changes (laughs) very much. You start becoming uh, you start becoming a father, and a, a, well, a parent, and a, and a, and, a, and an actual human being to them. And You can discuss and reason, and and that, to me, is is much easier. For me, that's the easier part of the part of the job. I I don't recall. I recall the babies as being wonderful. I love kids. I love babies. I, th- I think they're you know they're great things. Not when they're crying. Uh, not when you need to wipe <laughs> their butts. Not when you you know they throw up on you and all that. But as they grow up, the people they develop and blossom into is just—I think that that's the most amazing journey. Um, it's got its bumps, it's got its speed traps, it's got its um, you know spiked pits that you fall into every <laughs> now and then. <laughs> um, and I'm hope—I hope it's going to be all worth it. I hope they're going to end up being good kids, but or good people. But we don't know and um let's
0: hope they you know, they take care of you well, when you're old and and you can't take care of yourself that's what we're doing why we're
1: doing it right the ultimate yeah, investment that's it. <laughs> yeah yeah Having, when they that's like i said when they're 18 they need to be out and they need to be paying <laughs> you know i've i've got <laughs> i've got 18 years worth of bills that, that that I want them to pay back yeah <laughs> listen that's
0: no, <laughs> no that's way, that's, no, that's no, the that's thing not. that's the the ultimate paying it forward right you you pay yes, for your yeah. children so they pay for their children etc but Taking care of you, like coming to see you in the retirement home. That's mm-hmm. like the, the the thing you can hope for, I guess. Um there's one step in that wonderful journey you're mentioning that I want to talk about for just a second. Um yep. my son is I was saying, you know, there are incredible things and things that have us scratching our heads a little bit. He is um very scared of many things. Um, He's scared mostly of things that make a buzzing sound. That includes, of course, machines, any kind of machine that buzzes, he's scared of. Um, He's not a big fan of the shower, which makes a lot of sound. Um, Mm -hmm. He's actually not a big fan of the the bath, which is, that is one of the things that... So let me back up a little bit. The reason I'm saying it's stressful all the time about everything is the constant fighting to get them to do things they should do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's freezing temperature outside. You should put on a sweater. He will <laughs> cry and scream and run away uh-huh. and, and cry as you're putting this, forcing the sweater on him like not forcing that's not true but finally you get him to uh-huh. standing in front of you crying bo- like you're you're like destroying his favorite cuddly toy um the the bath is kind of the same he never wants to take a bath and never wants even more to wash his hair like he will fight uh-huh. you about washing the hair every single time and most of the time as you're doing it he will cry like what do you do like you can't not wash his hair cleaning his ears if you're listening to this in a few years I love you very much but the cleaning of the ears my darling that is a nightmare because you never want to do it you keep moving you you cry and run away what do we do? Like, Do we leave the, the, the ears clogged like they're a pipe that hasn't been used in for 50 years? So, anyway. that And that, those are things that you have to do. And no matter how many times you do them, it will still be drama and difficulty and stressful to do them every day. And you have to do them every day. And so you know that when they come back from daycare, it's going to be that fight all over again and that's why it's so stress inducing maybe that's a better explanation than i i don't i don't know if it's good but maybe it's better than the one i gave before
1: um i think um you're not alone in that at least that that's we, i've had experience in that with both both my kids um eldest in particular if he meets anyone with red on their face he just he goes even now he goes absolutely insane he hates it um really and yeah and there was the same issue with washing his hair when, same issue just did not want it did not like it and it was like i was it was like i was trying to murder him every time we did it it was a, it's a struggle and I don't know how kids get things in their heads. Um, and My youngest one will not leave the house without putting everything on exactly. It doesn't matter what the temperature; he'll put hat and gloves and scarf and da da da. da, da and he won't want to leave the house until all of that is done. So if you're in a hurry, well, you're screwed. Whereas <laughs> the eldest, the eldest, he won't put anything on, and he was very much like that when he was younger. And now he just he just runs out the house without anything, and then complains that he's too cold. 10 minutes later <laughs> <laughs> you know but but yeah so it, I, I i hear you there there is there are idiosyncrasies <laughs> and it sounds like you've got your your um your eldest boy is going to be a uh... yeah one of <laughs> like those he's, he's he's got his ways and uh i, I yeah i think it's going to be fun for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago
0: we started baby swimming lessons Um, every Saturday morning, we, well, it's, we've done it twice. Uh, we go to the swimming pool with both children. Um, and we go learn to swim, which is really, you know, just carrying them in the water and making them familiarize them with, with the water. And, um, and so before you get into the swimming pool area, you have to take a shower and I see all the children around us who take showers or who are in their parents' arms and go under the shower and are washed. My son, the first time, screams and cries. I had to physically grab him, catch him, and bring him on me under the shower because I could you know, just go out and not uh, go under the shower, um, of course, and, and and all the other children are, are fine. We go out of the, of the swimming pool and we talk about it and of the pool hole and we talk about it. And, and he says, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shower next time. I'm going to be really good and like I'm not scared anymore. Okay, great. And then, of course, this, the next time we go in and cries and like horror, like it's not, you know, It's not just that he's crying because he's sad. I understand that he's actually terrified. I don't know why. And I understand that it's suffering when he's actually suffering when I force him under the shower. He's terrified of it. I I don't understand. But again, you can't not take a shower ever. Um, So that is a part that is really difficult. Um, And, you know... Maybe there will be things like conditions that will be uh, discovered later. For now, he's too young for that kind of thing. And he's so well adjusted in other ways that I don't know. But um, that being said, we then go into the shower and he's, uh, sorry, into the pool. And he's never been actually inside a body of water. We've gone to the um, beach a few times and he would you know, run around in the water with water up to his knees, but that's it. And so we go into the pool and he's a little bit scared. And I take his hand and I'm like, okay, do you want to go in? And he's like, uh, oh, can you carry me, dad? And I carry him and I go in and he's a bit scared. So he grabs re- on really tight and he's hugging me. And at first he's really nervous and there are things he doesn't want to do, you know. He doesn't want me to hold him in this way or that way. But he's just hugging me and I'm the comfort and the security for him. Which, by the way, anytime he cries, including if I make him cry, he comes to me for comfort, which is very reassuring, as you know, for the relationship between the the, the parents and the children. Like, he always knows that we are the safe place, even when we're the ones that make him scared or you know something happens but so he he's cuddling me really close and that is such a a, 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 heart, a warming feeling and then he gets relaxed a little bit and and paddles around in the water always with me you know holding him and in he he has fun and then we go out of the pool and And he's so happy that we went to the swimming lessons and he wants to go again and he can't wait for Saturday when we'll go again. And and that is such a, you know, it's one of these things that make up the other part of the relationship and of of the, the condition of being a father and a parent, which, again, I don't. Talk about as much because the frustration is overpowering, um, but is equally important. You know the part where the 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 infinite adoration <laughs> part yeah. of that title, and and it's indescribable. You know it's the fact that he thinks of me as something that is safe, and and I'm the solution to his sadness and the the thing that I'm the person that he wants to witness his joy and you know it's 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 incredible and that's something that has started I would say about a year ago uh, even mm-hmm. maybe more recently until they're 2 years old they're not you know eh, they're still they're not the the little you know chews anymore that eat and and poop but it's still very basic. Now he's developing emotions, and and that are that that strengthen the bond between between the parents and the children. That are in a way that I, I I think even I didn't. It's not that I didn't expect it. It's that this is what I expected before I had a child, and there was this three year hiatus or interval when it was absolutely not what was on the box. It was like this is This is not what I was sold on, and now we're getting back to that wonderful picturesque image of what a child is in some ways um and I thought
1: it was maybe important to mention it as well because it's very genuine and, and very true I think that's a that's a good way of putting it because once they do get to that age and they start getting more and more, um, I think that's possibly some of the best times of being a parent between three and four mm-hmm. um in that, they just absolutely adore you. Um, and the, I, I mean, it, it stays, stays sure. for me. No, well, my, my boys are still the same. They're, they're very, you know, very huggy, cuddly boys, which is great. Um, um, but I'm waiting for, apparently, the teenage years, which are going to be... <laughs> Uh, which are, well, yeah, where they start to hate us. Um, this has apparently happens to all kids. So there'll probably be parents of teenagers out there who are going to be looking, look, you know, listening to this and chuckling away and saying, you don't know what's to come. <laughs> and we don't, we don't. Um, I mean, I so. guess we do. Everyone talks about it. And I think that's the kind of
0: thing that you're old <laughs> enough to remember, like finding your parents at the very least mildly annoying is the yeah. like the best version of it um hopefully you raise them well enough and their personality is is adapted to the idea that they'll just be a little bit embarrassed by you but but not
1: actively despise you i guess um, <laughs> i do wonder how much control we have that ultimately yeah. in the end um uh, I, you know, we, we, we'll see. I guess we'll wait and see. It's like I was saying with my brothers. I'm completely different from, from my, you know, my other brothers, and we mm. had the same parents, so we should all be the same, yeah. shouldn't we? But, uh, but no, we're not. I think one aspect of it which
0: I'm, I'm starting to see now that I didn't see before, um, is when they become teenagers and they're even more independent. Of course. There are new worries like you know, what's happening at school and the friends mm-hmm. that are are they being bullied? Are they, you know, having heartache? And and you can do anything, it has to pass, and it's really heart-wrenching, I'm sure, in some ways, and, and they don't want your advice and they don't listen, they do the opposite of what <laughs> you tell them to do. All mm-hmm. of those things are certainly true and, and certainly, you know, a, a genuine uh worry and problem. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand you've just spent 10 years of your life in, mostly focused on raising that human. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a little bit more independent and you're getting a little bit of your life back. And I can't imagine that doesn't bring its share of satisfaction as well. Like you do everything you can, you, you do a good job as a parent, but also, you're a person again, and hopefully, it starts a little bit earlier. Um, but I can imagine now that you know parents of teenagers are concerned for the welfare, uh, welfare, uh, welfare, welfare. Sorry, of their kids and all that. But also, they're people as well, and I think that yeah. might. Into it a little bit more than we imagine when we are ourselves children, or when we think of the children, and that's something that maybe you only see when you're a parent yourself, and you think of those things which don't jump out at you when you're not. Maybe I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And I, and I'll go back to what what you were asking earlier right at the beginning: is Does it get easier? And I think the honest answer is yes, it does um it does get easier because you've got less of that weight on you um you're always going to love them the same way you're always going to want to protect them the same way but uh they will become human beings and they will become people and when they leave the house yeah uh, you know, i know i mean if if we look at other parents who who have wonderful kids and and they have wonderful lives and i don't think that that's something that we should think is impossible yeah um people come through all sorts of adversity um yeah and honestly Um, in my
0: case at at least like there are concerns but there's no adversity like they 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 won the life lottery on on the world scale you know they're they're (laughs) they're growing up in a family that is very well off in a country that is very well off um so yeah in that I wouldn't say there's any kind of adversity for them. Oh, everyone has their problems, of course. But uh, yeah.
1: but we, we all have our own mountains to climb. I think of course. That's what my mom said to me. So, and our mountains look as big as everyone else's to ourselves. Um, That's very I, true. I, was, I, was I would say, never you, deny that. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, um, your son is definitely your son um, because you were saying they, they talk. Uh, for ages and don't <laughs> stop. Whereas before we started, you said you wanted to keep this to forty minutes. I don't know where we are now, but <laughs> uh, almost twice as long. So almost I guess twice we'll, as long. But we'll end the
0: show here. I think uh, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good uh, snapshot of, of where we are um, at this stage, and uh, and I'm looking forward to hopefully making other tales of fatherhood as as things change uh, in the yes, future. I'm interested to hear
1: how Turkey's getting on.
0: Um, yes i I want to hear that too he was he was unfortunately he was busy we're doing this in the middle of the day um because martin his his daughter is a little bit older so i don't think since you know less than a year things haven't changed significantly but turkey's kid is what is a year now a year and a half maybe um not even so he and he was having a really hard time as i was you know he's kind of the mirror of my experience um so i'm very interested in knowing how it's going and uh maybe for tales of fatherhood four we'll have a return of uh of turkey at least
1: maybe we should have somebody who's um who's gone beyond everything Sit back and laugh at us. I don't yes, know. Maybe. Uh,
0: uh, a parent of, of <laughs> multiple children that are out of the house. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll find that. It will be an interesting oh.
1: twist as well.
0: All right. Thank you so yeah. much. I, I was going to say Kerwin again. Your, yeah, your that's, nickname that's, that's, is. I'm, my name is
1: Bruce my Kerwin. A lot of people know me by yes. that. Anyway. Thanks so much, oh. Bruce. Um, are you okay, somewhere on the internet
0: for, for people to find you?
1: Yes, I'm on, um, I'm on Twitter and uh, i'm sure it'll be in the show notes i'm also exactly. uh I, you know i'll, I'll say it I'll, re- uh, I'll say it i'm a i'm a patron of the phileas club <laughs> and i think um i think i i only say it because i think if you're listening to this now it's it's worth sending a couple of bucks patrick's way he's obviously in a very bad situation <laughs> and he needs the money <laughs>
0: You know, you, I, oh, I mean... you
1: just spoiled it before by
0: saying... <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I I, will take the money, absolutely. I think it's, if you enjoy the show and if you appreciate the show, I think Definitely. it is worth the money. Um, I am not in a bad situation where I need the money. That I cannot uh, uh, pretend
1: well, We all need the money, Patrick. we all got, got <laughs> our issues. I'll take, take it.
0: <laughs> I, I think, honestly, I would like to hire a uh, nanny, um, uh-huh. The problem is As I was saying There's no infrastructure here For that yeah. So even if we could uh, Which maybe we can I don't even know How much it would cost But um, We t-
1: That's a whole other discussion A whole is, other discussion uh, Childcare And being able to afford it Is a huge issue
0: It's Yeah But here It is because uh, the, the, the the You know Parents Parental leave Are so generous Which ironically makes it difficult to not take care of your children for at the very minimum a year, um, you know, full time. Anyway, a whole other discussion. Thank you so much for, for yep. directing people to the Patreon, patreon.com slash thephiliesclub. It is uh, in the show notes. So if you appreciate what we do, again, I will take your money and thank you profusely for it. So thanks to yep. all of those who already do it. Thank
1: you, Bruce. I appreciate if you're, your cash. And if you're listening without giving, giving money, we will hunt you down. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will let no, Bruce no, raise no, no, his no, children no. To, to do that it, it's fine yeah, as well for me
0: um, and uh, for me it's NotPatrick on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram everything I do um, shows in French about tech and gaming, you can find everything that I do at NotPatrick.com and uh, hopefully we'll be back with another episode very soon thank you so much for listening and uh, talk to you then, bye